We are finally back on the Concrete Podcast. It's been a two-week break. It's been it's been slow around Concrete for the past two weeks. Got um, some changes. Some changes. We've been going through a lot of changes. But today's special guest, you have spent t- over 10 years, over a decade, in the federal penitentiary for trafficking cocaine in the 80s. You were part of the cocaine cowboys days after what the cocaine cowboys. you were after the cocaine cowboys but yeah. you you went to prison in the 80s right a little bit in the 80s the tail and, uh, end of the 80s well yeah. wait this is our we got to officially introduce our guest okay Who so is our guest so today? our guest today on is, the concrete podcast he wants to be held anonymous so he's wearing a a bright orange ski mask yeah and we're gonna go by the name johnny appleseed so johnny appleseed old johnny apple are you originally from florida um not born here but raised Raised you're not born here where where are you originally from Uh, the northeast Mm. so uh how did you end up in florida i was a child i had no choice no choice (laughs) so your parents came down here moved down here at three about three or four and you went down to, you originally moved down to South Florida or Pinellas County? Pinellas County. Okay, okay. And how did you originally get involved in the drug world? Where did it begin? Take us to the high school days. The drug world began in the high school days, probably ninth grade, right here in uh, beautiful Seminole. My friend, skater, I was a skateboarder, surfer, that yeah. type of, you know, Bad, 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 bad guy that put a skateboard in the locker. A lot of like us, like just like us. Yeah, exactly. But um, missed first period always because you know it was hash time under the glass. Speak a little louder. You're, it you're, was you're hash kind of like whispering. time under the glass. You got a raspy voice, so speak yeah. up. Johnny boy's a little raspy. Johnny's you know, a little raspy. Night. He went out last night. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but don't tell anybody. <clears throat> All right. But so yeah, so tell me again school. how you started and got involved in the drug business. Started selling hash. Blonde Lebanese hash, then you got the black, the black tar hash, and then it just took off from there. Marijuana, the gold bud back in the high school days was gold, like his shirt. Ooh. I mean, gold, gold. Weed? I mean, like, weed, yeah. Okay. Weed. And then that floated on for a while, probably about six, seven years. You know, then high school ended. They you know, ex- escorted me out. They said, we've had enough of you. You got kicked out of high school. Of course. How they old said, were you? Johnny, we've had enough. Yeah. They said, Johnny, take your board and go on down the hill. And how old were you when this happened? Probably about 16. 16 years 16. of age. Went right in. So what happened as soon as you got kicked out of high school? What did you end up doing? Straight into the drug world. Bam! Straight, you were already in the drug world because that's why you get kicked I mean, out. But <clears throat> the hardcore just, drugs. Yeah. So that's when you got introduced to the hardcore drugs. Hardcore drugs. Mainly which is which marijuana. is what? No, it was marijuana. It was marijuana okay. for the first few and, years. Okay. You know, got introduced to the, the boys in Miami, the Keys, and it was all marijuana then. So and, that's the only thing you did for money. You never had like a. a no, I worked. I worked oh, okay. like restaurant jobs and, you know, odds and ends, construction, that type of did stuff. Did you ever uh, do commercial fishing? No. No, Never. No, where where no, was the marijuana coming from back then? It came from Colombia. Okay. And it came from Jam- from Jamaica. They had the Jamaican tie. But um, everybody was into marijuana back then. And it was so different than the Coke world back then. There wasn't all the 
killing and fighting and all that crazy business. You know, people, you know, they treated it like a job. It was like a regular job, you know. Yeah. But once the 80s came and the coke started flowing, everybody stopped the marijuana and got right into the cocaine. And then came the boat racing. Wait, wait. <clears throat> Didn't you tell me that you were one step away from Pablo? That was in mid to late 80s. Started boat this racing. Is, okay, so this is down the road. Yeah. This is down the road. Okay, so so you got involved in southern Florida. You you eventually got went down to Miami. You moved down there? Moved down to Miami, Upper Keys, okay. the whole area. And what, why did you move down there? Who did you meet that to convinced get, you to move down there? To get away from here because I was in too much trouble. Oh, okay. You just moved down there just because. Just, yeah. Not because of drugs, just to get well, away. Well, that's where the drugs are coming from. So I figured I'd just... So you go down there and, and, and up, what do you meet do? some guys through my roommate up here. We started going back and forth. It was so cheap back then. So cheap. $19 round trip from Tampa to Miami. I mean... For flying. Yeah, for flying. Round trip. How much? $19. Dollars. Dollars. God damn. Fly down. Car in the airport from their family. We look like rock stars. Go to Skip's Rock and Roll Club on Madeira Beach. That was a famous place back in the day. Grab a date, fly down, look like a hero, and come back like a zero. So are you bringing it back on the plane with you, too? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was just fun time. Party You're just time. traveling down there. Okay, Travel so down. let's go back. You moved to Miami. Moved to Miami. And what, wh- who did you start? Who did you meet? Who got you into the business? Like, what did you start doing for work when you first got to Miami? Sending weed. It was all weed. Okay, you were, you were sending s- weed around the country. Where were you sending people, it to? People were coming and picking it up. From where? Picking up. They're from all over. Was like all in the middle. Wisconsin, people were coming from. They were coming from New York, Texas. I mean, all over. We were just loading their cars and sending them up the road. And I did load a couple and drive myself. Dro- you drove. You you trafficked drove to Wisconsin, all the way to Wisconsin. How much weed did you have? Did you have ten minutes for me to tell you the story? I'm just kidding. How much <laughs> we weed did you it. have on that trip? So I, uh, we had a pickup truck with a camper on the back. We took a pallet of wood, five sheets on the bottom reel, five sheets on the top reel. The whole inside was hollowed out. Filled it full, 600 pounds, put band, strapped it down, and drove all the way to Wisconsin. Damn. Long drive. Put the, Got up there, put the money in, and drove back. How much money did you make on that load? That was only, like, for me, only, like, three or 4,000, but... And who the, were these guys, and where were, they, where were these guys from? Like what? These guys were South Florida guys, and the guys up north were, like... Who knows? I don't even remember how we met them, but they're good. South they're Florida good. guys were they were they Hispanic? Were they no, white? No, they're white, white okay. guys, white guys. Okay, like rednecks. What happened then? What happened next? Um, so you do some trips with those guys, trips, and then what? Yeah, trips with those guys. I lasted a while, and then everything slid from marijuana into the cocaine. Cool. How, how did that happen? Started in the boat racing world. The That's boat mid, racing world. Mid offshore power boat racing. It started You're like, you got this weird kind of whisper going. Like, you know, Sorry, Johnny boy. <clears throat> it's just hard to talk to there. Um, 85, 86. 85 to 86. So boat racing is popular down there. You transitioned from marijuana to cocaine, to cocaine. because uh, of. Who was in the boat racing world? Okay, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, 
we raced one season. Met all the guys. Are you talking about those long cigarette boats? The yeah, super the long, long and the cat boats and the okay. But we met, the ones that go around the buoys and they like flip over. They go so fast. They do like straight up pitch pulls. Uh, these sort of like over here in yeah. Clearwater. Okay. But um, met Captain America. He was like our main connection. A Cuban guy. He was a Marielito. His name was Captain America? Well, his name was Omar, but his boat name was Captain America. Omar. Okay. Aluscare. Omar Aluscare. Yeah, he's not with us anymore. Rest in peace, Omar. Rest yeah. in peace. Goodbye, Omar. But, um, <laughs> met him. <laughs> met him. He's from Miami. Talk, talk with more of like a full voice. <clears throat> he was our connect in Miami. Okay. Our big connection. Okay. Say the street price was... And he raced speedboats. Like he was yeah, a speedboat. He was guy. his name of his boat. He had his own was, team. You gotta have money to race yeah, those no, fuckers. Yeah, he had a ton of money, but yeah. he was selling drugs on the And side. he was Mexican? Or wait, well, no, Cuban. you said Cuban, he was Cuban. 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 Okay. Marilito came over in the right. boat lift. But he was smart. Engineer. Got the houses in the gables, houses in upper keys, you know, million dollar race boat Damn. with the puller and Omar all was multi millionaire. Multi millionaire. He was direct connect. To you know who, Mm-mm. Pablo, mm. the so guy named Pablo, Mr. Escobar Mr. himself, Escobar, yep, Garvia, yep, direct connect. So if the street price was twenty, we were for what for just a kilo for a key twenty. We were already three thousand ahead, so we were getting it from from him cheaper already by getting it from him. He it was us. So how much did you sell it for in the street? So you're getting a key from if Omar local, for what? Well, just say oh, it very seventeen. Yeah, for seventeen, we're already three thousand ahead. Right. That's what I'm saying. All right, gotcha. Street price is thirty or twenty. 20. Street price is 17. twenty. You're getting it for seventeen from Omar. So we're already ahead of the game. How many of these things are you slinging? More than I can handle. Really? Every time I go to this little shop, they put a duffel bag in their car, and I say, "I don't want a duffel bag. Just take it." Gringo take They gave it. you more than you wanted? Oh, always. Oh, really? Always. One or two double bags more. I don't want any. And you told me, like, I don't want that much. I, I don't said, want take Just it. take it. Pay me when you can. Really? And bring me Rubio Cita. What does that blonde mean? Blonde hair, blue eyed chicks. Oh, they That's all he wanted was blonde hair, blue eyed chicks. I come to the Keys and party. <laughs> oh, my oh, crazy. God. Crazy. Crazy as So, how old are you when this is all going down? How what? How, how old, old were you? 24, 5, and 6. 26 year old, 25 year old in Miami, rolling around, pulling up to the Pablo's right hand man's house, and he's On throwing speed boats. Throwing speed duffel boats, bags in your car. Duffel bags, full. And, okay, so how much how much money or how much cocaine are you selling every week? And how much money it varied, are you making? It varies. Like on a good on, a, on an I average. I mean, is it a key a week? week no, well, key a week. Fucking 10, 15. 10, 15, 10 or 15 kilos a week. A week yeah. You're moving. And I'm sending shit all through the mail, all over. So you're making over thirty thousand dollars a week just in just in profit, just in your fee. Probably somewhere off right the top. There. Yeah, but I mean, you know, fast as it came in, it went out. Right, you're spending as fast as you get it. Yeah, limos every night. What Hotels, are you buying? I mean, hookers. I mean, you didn't have to pay for the blow. That was the only good thing. It was cheap. Oh my god, we were on fire. I'd make a thousand. I'd spend ten. It didn't matter. Wow. I mean, How long did you and Omar work together? So we went for a trip to Panama and never came back. Probably about two, three years. He went. You went to Panama with him? No, he went with somebody to go see supposedly Pablo. Said I'll be back in a few days, and he never came back. So what? Why? So why was the race boat? Why was the ra- race boat 
industry or, or why were you know the speedboat racers so tied into the cocaine business? Because I think my take on it is because the Cubans could speak Spanish. Number one, the Colombian to with the Colombians, right? So right. That was that was part of the thing, and that it just took off from there. And, and they then, could transport wait, it fast wait, on so the boats. The only speedboat racers were Cubans. No, no, no. There's all Americans. There's every kind. But I'm saying the ones that were in the drug world were Hispanic. We're Spanish speaking. We're Spanish, yeah. Mostly Cuban. So do they use these boats to go back and forth or what? I mean, those they boats, did, those no, boats no, don't go no, long distance. No, they, no. They did some. But mainly it was just, you know, airdrops, you know, or, or I'm trying. I'm, I guess I'm trying, to, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how they got from I'm trying to Columbia figure out the to, connection for the speedboat races to, to the cocaine. Well, I don't understand the connection there. It's just... They just had the money, and that's what they were into, was racing well, boats? Needed, well, they were, or were yeah, they exactly. removing that's it on the boats? That's what it was. They were into racing boats, mm-hmm. and, and they had they a lot of money. The money through the coke. I mean, the, right. And the boat, so the boat business is for fun in the boat business is the boat business is a good money laundering business. That it's was a, it's a good that way was like to the Don Dar- Arano story. That makes sense. Everybody saw that the Don Arano story from cigarette. Who's Don Arano? Who's cigarettes. that? The guy who started cigarette racing boats. Oh, okay. Was Don Arano. He was part of that whole. That was a little bit before me, but um, the main players were the Seahawk racing team, the Willie and Sal, Willie Falcone and Sal Magluda. They were the big boat racers. They were the big boat racers. When did they come into the picture? They're in early eighties. After Omar disappeared. No, no, no. During the whole time, before okay. Omar. Yeah. Okay. They're all friends. Everybody was all friends in okay. the boat racing world. Like, okay. If we're in Key West of the offshore races, and they ran out of some uh, party goods, somebody would send a chopper up to Miami, pick up a Johnny or two, and fly back to party on. Really? Yeah. These guys had money. They didn't care. How did you meet Willie? Willie Falcone? Yep. Through the boat racing world. And then I met him inside. In, in prison. federal prison. Oh, my God. But he's a serious player. He's out. They just caught his brother. They were looking for him for I don't know how many years. He was like the money man. They caught him in Orlando, like maybe eight, ten years ago, right in Orlando. And they made billions, not millions, billions. Did I say billions with a B? Yes. Yeah. With a B. With a B. But I mean, Willie made billions. <clears throat> him and Sal. Sal's doing life. He's done. I think there's like 11 murders in the case. Oh, I don't know how Jesus. Willie got out of that. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, 11 murders. I better watch what I say. Holy fuck. And you're 26 years old in the middle of all this. So, wait, is, is right this prime middle Have of you seen all. the Cocaine Cowboys documentary? Yeah. yeah. Is this in the middle of all that? When all those murders are happening? It's sort of With right Griselda. around that, but a little bit to the, there to the left, and we were to the right, the boat races were. But that was at that given time. The godmother of cocaine, Griselda. Involved, Griselda was involved with all that, and she had her hitman. But we, that was like I, w- I wasn't around all that area. That was like a little, they were a little So you never crazy. met Griselda they're, or no, no, her they're people. too crazy for me. Too yeah. crazy. I know the crazy ones, but they were too she killed crazy. Yeah, she killed everybody, and then she got whacked when yeah. she went to Columbia. Did any of your any of your friends get murdered? Any of your close friends get like murdered? Like, like. In Miami, when you were doing all this, no, no, no. Oh, okay, just prison time. Because that that documentary documentary made it seem like it was a bloodbath in Miami. No, yeah. it was a bloodbath. It was a true bloodbath. But I wasn't involved in all that. I mean, from the marijuana change to the cocaine, marijuana was like mellow, you know, 
you go to bed at nine, ten o'clock. Yeah, everybody's you go chilling. Pa- yeah, chilling, pa- self, you know, du- duffel bag of weeds. A lot different than somebody banging on your door at two in the morning, all whacked out on blow. Because they always want more, right? Oh, always want more. But even if you're at a bigger level. And marijuana wasn't as wasn't as lucrative as cocaine because it was a lot bulkier. It took up a lot more space, exactly. right? Sure. So, okay. What was the quality of the cocaine back then compared, compared to, to nowadays? Oh, don't remind me. Johnny, Just like, Johnny I mean, Boy doesn't partake anymore. But right, right. But it, it, if you did. That's what it looked like. Can you see yeah. this? Yeah. The salt lamp? It looked like if you took a tarpon and just scaled it, shale the shell off, it would just like sparkle and just like. Really? Ah, oh, Johnny Boy sweating. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Appleseed's hot over here. <laughs> I need a sip of drink here. It's apple time. Holy shit. So what What happens after Omar doesn't return? Then what do you Omar do? That's return. your main connect, right? Yeah, that was our main so connect. And, and you you're do? flying all around. You're flying all around the state, all around the country with all this cash in your pocket. Shipping it in the mail. Just shipping it You're just mail. basically Who living. Who cared if you lost half a What key. was life like? You were just, you were just living. By- living. Didn't know nothing about credit card. Just cash, cash, cash. You could fly anywhere, anytime, under anybody's name. They didn't ask for ID back then. I was like O.J. Simpson running to the airport. <laughs> It's um, Mark Avnet. It's Mark Avnet. I'm late. You know, well, here you go, Mark. Here, fly first class. <laughs> oh my God, that was crazy. But so, so yeah, then what do you do when your connect's gone? When Omar connect's gone, it all starts slowing down, and then Johnny Boy got in a little trouble. How'd you get in trouble? No. What happened? Took a kilo. Nobody brings dope into the keys. I took a kilo, two kilos into the keys. Why? To sell to, to sell to somebody. How did you get him, though? Because um, Omar was gone. No. I found another connect. You always keep one or okay. two more connections right. okay. in your main, you know? Yeah. But uh, took it in. Why did you take it to the Keys? Because you just knew the buyer you could was. get that's rid of the buyer it? Was. Okay. That's where the buyer was. And this guy gave it to somebody. He got set up and calls me with the feds. For another one. No. Calls me and says they don't want it. To come pick it back up. Yeah, and I said, no, I'm not taking that thing back. I mean, that thing is beautiful. I mean, it was nice. And he's taping me during this whole time. I don't know that. I just told him, drop on the ticket. I don't care. I'm not taking it back to Miami. So I call my buddies in Miami, another set of Cubans, and said, hey, I'm bringing it back up. See you in 45 minutes. I go to meet the guy. Because they didn't want to drop on the ticket. Yeah, he didn't want to drop him the ticket, but he was setting me up. Right. He was already setting me up. I pull up to a fast food restaurant. So you come to pick it back up. Pick it back up. So he, he t- told you he got in trouble. He didn't tell me he got in trouble. He called and said, hey. So he calls what, later that day? Oh, so he got caught after you gave him the kilo. Exactly. Right. And then they and then they basically got him to, to set tell, you up. Yeah, exactly. And so they're telling so me to meet me back at the same place. Okay. I go in. And you said no. You, you said no, want, I'm not going to. No, I said I don't want to take it back. Drop, it's be- It's nice. They, you know, there's no reason okay. why I should take right. it back. I said drop on the price. I don't even care. I'm not going to drive out of the keys. It's easy to drive into the keys. Right. hard to drive out. Go back to pick and, it up. Okay, so he didn't want to drop on. He said no, I don't want it. So you agreed to go back and get pick it. Pick it up, yeah. Okay. And then, shoo, they swooped in. Where were you? Where was this? A little, on U.S. Highway 1, a little fast food restaurant. What, what fast food restaurant? A small one. But Dairy Queen? I think it was Dairy Queen. <laughs> or Burger King, one of the two. But, uh, 
I walked in, made a phone call. You walked into Dairy Queen, you got in a pay phone? Made a phone, phone? call, yep. Made a pay phone, made a phone call, walked <laughs> out, and next thing I know, guns are all over me. All Cops really? everywhere. Cops everywhere, surrounded. As soon as you make the phone call? Right after. No, wait, no, you, how do, many cops? Do you even see your guy? Didn't or no? see my guy, no. You just get off the phone guy. and there's cops. And I, I was yeah, probably calling him, I don't know, walk back out. Cops everywhere, front, back, all around, guns drawn. Fuck. They put the cuffs on, and you know, Johnny Boy, a little, just a little crazy. How old are you now at this point? I'm probably 28. 28. Okay. 28. They say, Johnny Boy, you have uh, two choices here, and they're surrounding me. They put their guns away. I'm cuffed up. They said, you can either, um, we can take you to Miami and we can go to jail or we can call some of your friends, you know, and set them up. And Johnny Boy says, I think we got three choices. He said, three choices? And this is FBI, DEA, and local police. They say, well, what do you mean three choices? I said, I could uh, run and you could shoot me. And they said, get him in the back of the car and get him out of here. Johnny boy, you're going to jail. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's what They I took mean. you to fucking jail right then and there. Right there. And then, when then I went to a little substation in the Upper Keys, and it's a very small place, four cells. I see people I don't know the first cell, people I don't know the third cell. Guess who was in the next cell? The guy that I was selling no. the kilo to, yeah. The guy that set you even up. Even after he snitched you out? Yep. They took him to jail. He went to jail. All he had to do was keep his mouth shut. You know, Johnny so, boy would have so got him an attorney. When they, when, they were, when they were setting people up, when they would tell somebody that we'll, we'll work with you if you can snitch out a couple of your friends, mm-hmm. they would get those people, that person a rat... And then they would still, they would just not honor that. They would just still lock him up. Not get, not do well, it. They lock, Probably just for they a little lock bit. Him up. Right? They would yeah, lock. for a little bit and then they'd let him out. Oh, so they would actually do something work for him. Yeah, yeah. They would work with him. Because yeah. do you know your setup as soon as the cops come? Oh, I knew I was done. You knew, yeah. But do you know you're set up by that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I you knew, know well, it's well, set up. So when you see him in there, you know he set you up. Yeah, I said, what, what's going on? Why would you do that to Johnny Boy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, all you need to do is keep your mouth shut and you could have got out on bond. And maybe an attorney. He, what could he say? He knew he was, you know, caught. Right? He knew that we knew. He knew that we knew. And what did he say to you? Like, nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Older guy, you know. Older than Johnny Boy at the time. So really? how much time do they give him? I'm not sure, to tell you the truth. I got five. five so you years. get five years. Five years. That's three. it? For, for one kilo, yeah. five years? Yeah. How much would you get now, you think? For one, if you've uh, been no, in trouble about long. the snow, about uh, the snow, about the same, there's... Well, well, I don't know, maybe one. We had Tampa Tony on it, he, but he got busted with, like, 10 keys for his first charge. And, and they never know the life. charges are different. You have uh, guidelines to follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, this guy was an idiot. You know, it's like, keep your mouth shut and you know, get out of bond. And, you know, work it out from there. So what was prison like for 28 him. years old for five years? Um, Where, what, where's the to, prison? Uh, in Miami? No, no. Well, you, you go to Holdover. Right. You go to like a holdover and then you travel around. What's a holdover? Holdover, like a, like Just a, a federal holdover, a like a holdover federal facility. So you're, you're, doing that, you're doing that weird whisper thing again. Okay, sorry about that. <coughs> Johnny Boy's a little <coughs> parched. We had Good to uh, cut you off real quick because your mask was getting too hot and you needed to get a, uh, uh, a more breathable mask so you wouldn't sweat so bad. It's a little hot in here. Are you feeling better now, yeah. Mr. Appleseed? Yeah, yeah. Johnny's 
All right, so let's go back. Uh, we want to go back to when you're moving the cocaine. So, yeah, before, before you got locked up, were you getting high on your own supply? I mean, that, that's like one of the cardinal sins in slinging, in slinging dope is don't get high on your own, own supply. supply. Well, they say that, but when you have so much cocaine, can you really do it all? I mean, you have a, no, you can't a do double it bag all. with 10 kilos in it. Right. You know how long it would take to do 10 kilos <laughs> whooping it? You'd die. I mean, yeah, a lot of a supply of McDonald's straws. Uh, Ronald McDonald would probably be chasing me down. <laughs> the redheaded guy. Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. No, but um, yeah, the coke was so good back then. You didn't need a lot. You know, we'd stay up all night partying. And let's go back to the boat racing world. Yeah. Again. <laughs> For a little bit, you know, the boat racers all had to take physicals and all that. The doctor at the end of it all started telling all the, the drivers and people in the boat. Yeah. Lean back. We got to see inside your nose. Why? We're doing so much blow. Because they know everybody's on blow. Blow. In the boat. On blow. Really? Oh, just... They take their own little bottles. Who, who was... Oh. Now, who was drug testing them? Um, the association, boat raising world. Right. Like, the like being the on co- Like, being on cocaine would affect your... your well, I mean, you're driving... Uh, uh, you can't drive fucking NASCAR and be on cocaine. The drugs... It was a different era. The drugs were so good. So everybody knew that smoking coke was bad. Now they call it crack. I think is that what it's called, crack? Yeah, it's called crack. <laughs> back, so, back in the 80s. were you guys ever smoking it back then? Mm, nobody was supposed to smoke it. Everybody knew that. But I'm not gonna lie, Johnny Boy did get wild a couple of times here what, and there. What did they call it back then? Free beers. Free, free base, base. right? It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't crack back then. Yeah, nothing free about it's it. Called either. free base. Nothing free base. Free yeah, <laughs> but but it's like Richard Pryor. They bring it back. I never really cooked it myself, but they bring it back and had ether involved, and that's how Richard Pryor, the comedian, caught on fire. Really? Yeah, he tried to put ether on it, like after the wash. And his rig blew up or something, right? Yeah, something blew up. He's on fire. Richard Pryor was free basing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really? A very known story. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, his like the cops came, the fire department came, or something. He, he was in the house cooking up, and it blew up. No way! That was the ether blew up, <clears throat> and then a few good bands back in the day, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Casey, heavy on the smoke. Really? Heavy on heavy smoke. Heavy on the smoke. Woo! Hey, Damn. so what other celebrities are around like back then? Back you then, see like partying. Well, you're in, out there partying. In Miami, it was like that was the Madonna era. I mean, I didn't see her yeah. doing it. It was all that kind of era. I mean, all yeah. the clubs were. Are you seeing like football players and stuff? Or well, down there, I really didn't know that many football players. But everybody was partying back then. Mm-hmm. Everybody was partying. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the mayor was partying just like New York. Remember <laughs> what was that guy's name? Oh, the guy in Canada. Or yeah, he got caught smoking crack. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> but, uh, no, but Miami in the '80s, it was just once the '80s and the drug world slowed down. They put all the laws and started yeah. arresting everybody. Like half the bars in Fort Lauderdale went out of business because really? of all the drug money. There was a bar on. It's called Sundays on the Bay. It's still open. All the dopers would come. Some of these guys' bar tabs for a Sunday afternoon was $8,000, I remember exactly. For, for a bar them, tab. For a bar tab in the afternoon. Johnny Boy, one night, did partake in the party with the boys, and they reminded me, hey, don't you have to run these two kilos up to um, Palm Beach? I said, damn, you're right. Johnny Boy's got to get all ass. I'm driving on 95. I said, fading. 
It's ready to fall out. Johnny Boy said, fuck, I'm tired. Because you, you partied all night. I said, damn, what am I tired about? I reached under the seat, cut a window, pow, pow, pow. Went Hit my, the road. It was my, like the fucking Wild West, huh? Went, oh, super Wild West. Met my connect. Usually I had a little system. We'd go eat lunch, buy some clothes, shoes, whatever. Yeah. And I just, just said, here's your shit. Give me the money. Let me get the frick out of here. Oh, my God. It was the Wild West. People were ripping each other off, shooting. I mean, it was just like if you People getting their arms whacked off for a Rolex or the machete. That was just in a stoplight. If you're in a convertible and have your Rolex hanging out, somebody's going to get it. <laughs> and they would just machete Bow. your fucking arm off. Yeah. That's... that's that's the crazy crack people they call them now, but back then it's just like they were just whacked on the free base. It was so strong, Jesus. very strong, ten times as strong as the stuff that they smoke now. But I'm not really sure because I don't really smoke it. But yeah. Johnny Boy did partake one time. Wow. All right, so let's fast forward back to when you went, got locked up and you met the guy in the cell block three that ratted you out at the Dairy Queen. Cell block three. <laughs> The guy who uh, rode you out of Dairy Queen and yeah, now his name was Pablo Walker. too. Also a Pablo. Was his name really Pablo? Yeah, his name really was Pablo. Wow. He, he was. Um, he Where's was, he at now? I'm not sure. Probably, probably dead. Then they took me to Miami. They took you to Miami. Miami. To Miami. Right yeah. there, get sentenced. Yeah. And federal. And then you get five prison. years. How long did that take? Months. You go over it was months. Wait for all that stuff to happen. But then, at that time, all the guys in the upper keys. All the, the Coast Guard station is in Alamorada. So there was a whole era when all the Coast Guard guys would got in trouble. They um would call the smugglers and say, hey, we're heading out in 20 minutes. Boatload of stuff floating. Get out there and get back. Grab what you can and go. And then they get broken off. And they get some money. Coast Guard guys. Yeah, Coast Guard guys. They, they all would got- tip off the, the pickup guys. They pick, so you got 20 the, minutes to grab what you can and, yeah, go. and go. And, and they would pay the Coast Guard, or they would just give them Coke? Pay them cash. Pay them cash. Yeah. Okay. But, wow. um, and they got busted? Yeah, they all, five or six of them did. No way. The late 80s, whole big error. Jesus. But they, if, even if they didn't tip off the dope dealers, they grab some Coke, slip some under, under their vest, and they'd, and they'd sell it to somebody that they trusted. Mm-hmm. Johnny Boy got in a couple of those. Did you really? Uh, they were going for 24 to 26. Coast Guard guy had it. I paid 8000 Sold it that afternoon for 25 I gave him a deal. I took 1000 off. Wow. 25 That's what you call a home run. Wow. And that happened a few times, but that's once in a while, you know. Yeah. And then what happened when you went to court and you got sentenced? Five years. And some Did you have an attorney or? Yeah, attorney. Self-appointed? No. Pay you paid, pay you paid a guy? And then I had a state case running with that one too. What so, was the state case? Damn it. That was coke too, wasn't it? Shit. Johnny Boy got in some You had trouble, two cases he? at once? <laughs> yeah. Where, where, we, we missed this one. What happened to this one? This one was, I was meeting somebody and um, it was a fluke. Total fluke, if you know what that means. I was just mm-hmm. the wrong place, the wrong time, and it was state. But I think I would have beat it. But I'd already got a Fed charge, so they just ran it together. They didn't care. Right. So, so what? What you were in the wrong place, at the wrong time. What happened? I was dropping something off in the lower key. You were dropped something off. Yeah. Do you, you not want to tell us what it is? No, no, it was, no, it was coke again. How coke. much? 
That one was two kilos. And how and how do you get popped on that one? Wrong place at the wrong time. Why the cops just randomly show so up? They were next door and yeah. thought something was going on. And the, they were watching the place or something. Well, they really weren't watching it. They just stopped us. The guy in front of me was the buyer. He took off. He got to go. Stop me. Search, search. It was a legal search, but what can you say? After they see the two kilos, you know, right. you're going to jail. That was it. It seems like you can do this interview without your mask on. I mean, you. Well, do you want me to take it off? Yeah, you can take it off. Do you want to you take it off? T- if I you're, really I, think I mean, all the stuff you've been, uh, you went to prison for. You did your time. I mean, are you? What are you afraid well, of? I'm, why I'm, you want to hide your identity? There's still there's still people around. No, so no, so no, you get after me, but there's still some active stuff going. We'll get just to because that. you're no, telling all these stories, you're kind of worried. No, but all the people. Yeah, you should keep your identity in. I think I should, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, right. um, There's no reason for the people to know who Mr. Johnny is. So you got sentenced to five years. Five years. Where'd, you get, Should, where'd they ship you off to after Miami? Shipped me off to North Florida. Went to federal prison camp. That's where the boys from Wall Street and bankers, you know, and you play handball. And easy, easy camp. It's camp, low, medium, and penitentiary. Okay. You don't want to go to the penitentiary. You're, <laughs> you're, you're at I, camp. I'm at a camp, the lowest. The lowest of the low. Yeah. Why do you get sent there? Because you got no, no previous violence, charges? No previous. No, no violent like, charges. Exactly. But I worked my way up to a low and got out. I got in trouble. You know, camps, you can do anything. You can wear the clothes. You can have watches in it, cell phones. We, right, radios, TVs. Do you meet oh, anybody interesting every, when you're there? Oh. At the camp next to mine in North Florida was um it was Softly Camp. Who was at that one was a pretty famous guy and at my camp. But that one was um one of the guys from Studio fifty four, Ian Schrager. He was from Schrager Hotel Group. Never he was at that camp. You never heard of Schrager no, Hotels? No. Delano and Miami and like ten, twelve properties all around the country. Probably before my time. Yeah, yeah. it was before your time. Yeah. Studio fifty four, you yeah. remember that? No. You don't remember, I mean, but we you heard remember, about it. Remember, we heard of it, yeah. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Right. Uh, okay. Everybody. Blondie. You know, all these people were hanging out yeah, there. Yeah, they yeah. Were, that was when cocaine was glamorous. They made it like the rich people were doing it. The, gl- yeah. the super people were doing it. Wall Street. Wall Street, yeah. I was, Wall with, Street. I was with the, the Wall Street whiz kid, uh, Leslie Roberts. He was there at my camp. His uncle owned Alcoa. Still being traded on the stock market now. I guess he scammed him out of like I don't know how many millions, but he had a you know jet, flew around, wow, lived on um some lake in Boca Raton. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he was a shyster, total shyster. He shystered some of the drug dealers out of their money after he'd already been in trouble inside, telling them how to trade stocks and this and that. I mean, wow. I guess once a shyster, always a shyster. What was his name? Leslie Roberts. Leslie Roberts. The Wall Street whiz kid. They talk, they the Wall Street whiz, whiz kid. The, uh, the black guy? No, no, no. White, white guy. Okay. No, there was he a was Netflix documentary. Um, there was a few other guys. Um, there was a couple of guys. A lot of bank robbers, but nonviolent. You know, no mm-hmm. shooting. We had the Reebok Bandit. The who? Reebok Bandit, they called him. What did he do? <laughs> he would go in the bank, real athletic. Jump right over the counter, clean the drawers up, pop, 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 and jump right up. When they had their print of a Reebok. In and out. That was it. In and out. And they wow. finally caught him. <clears throat> then Gainesville, the baby bank robber, goes to the vault, comes out, shoots the camera, 
almost, he's lucky, he only got nine years, shoots the camera, ricochets, hits a computer, running out of the bank, the die pack falls out. They think it's pros. Really, it just fell out of the bag. So they think, oh, these guys are professional. <laughs> He's the baby bank robber. A little picture of his baby face. Wow. It's 17 years old. Wow. Yeah, he was there. That's crazy. So you were, in the, you were only in that camp or whatever for five years? No, about three years. I only three? Because three right, you're in holding for a while before you get there. Yeah, three on five. The <clears> guidelines <throat> change. Now you do 80 five percent of whatever time it is there's no Nowadays good time there's no you know or back then now now 85 percent what was it back then it depends on where you fell what, what, where you fell and what time you got in trouble and all and they all got out all my friends you weren't just like a pawn in this whole thing you were actually like people actually waited on like you no, were no, were no, you an important piece of the puzzle or were you no, just like a pawn no, I was a, a lot of people were pawns but you were a pawn right yeah you were you were you were you were expendable Exactly. Most Everybody people are. is in that business. Yeah, every, well, you see what happened. <laughs> Everybody is. Pablo, <laughs> what happened to him? Well, we axed him, didn't we? Pablo? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, everybody's expendable in that business. Everybody. So but you get out and all your money. You get get out, out. All your buddies a, are doing the same. Give me a Nothing half changes. a kilo for me to keep. As soon a as kilo you get out. Burn what shirt. happened the day you got out? What happened What happened when you first got out the first time? I just got out. Twelve. Friends of mine were waiting on me, picked me up at Miami Airport, and it was on. It was so, on. What so, do you mean it was on? Party and drink. They got kicked out of every bar. I mean, the day you got out? day you got out. So the what? whole time you're in there, you're not thinking, I'm changing. You know when you get out, no, you're no, going I, right back to you the think same that. shit. You think that. And then right. when you get out, and they hand, you have nothing left. They hand you half a kilo and say, keep that for you, make the money. No. Get back on your feet. The other <laughs> kilo burn and churn. We need some money for that one, and you're back on. Bam! 14 months, 12 months later, click, click, get it again. You got busted again. Yes. No, wait. When you first got out. 14 months later. Wait, 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 wait. When you first got out, and they were all basically like, Treating you like it was your homecoming. Yeah. Were they were they basically like rewarding you for not ratting out anybody or like not snitching yeah. out? They were happy that you didn't well, no. roll on anyone. These were guys that I met inside. Oh, okay, These and they guys. got out. But all my friends outside were still the same. But most of my friends outside were not dope dealers. You're not worried about them thinking that you snitched on anybody no, they or know anything. I didn't. They know I didn't. Okay. That was only the one kilo. So the only right. guy I could have snitched on yeah. was nobody really. Okay. So I mean, what did you do for the? Uh, what did you do for the couple? The so year you get out and you party. Out? The year after you got out, what'd you do? Sold a cleaning product and some tanning oil as a front and got right back in the cocaine business. All-purpose cleaning product. had a van. I Why, because stopped. you have to get a job or what? Oh, yeah, you always have to have so a you, job. But I was already oh, back yeah. in I mean, on, Are you on parole? Yeah, on pro. So parole. you get out on parole. On parole. And you have to get a job, I have to right? have a job. Okay. So that makes more sense. So Johnny Boy's running all around selling cleaning product and blow at the same time. <laughs> and you're already a decent salesman anyway. So yeah, I guess I guess and my product like, was good. You're like 31, 32 now. The, the cleaning supply is good. The cleaning supply is real good. <laughs> Going wide open, Top Gun sales guy. I think I got an award even. <laughs> Next thing you know, bam. You get come back. How long are you on parole? Why? For? Somebody rolled in four years. <laughs> So you're on parole for four years after you get out. Yeah. And you get popped within the first year. A little bit after the first year. A little, a little bit, bit after, after the 14 year. months, you said. Yeah. 
So stupid. Kids, well, how, kids stay in school. Explain to me how you got popped. Yeah, so how does that one Somebody, go um, set me up on that again. one. Okay, again. That's, that's the only way. The feds have a 97% conviction rate, meaning that if I got popped with a kilo and said I wasn't guilty and wanted to fight <clears throat> it, if yeah. you lose, they're going to give you the top of the guidelines and say you get right, 9 or 10, if bleed you out, it. you get... If you don't fight. Four or five. If you say, right. I, I agree, I'm guilty. Why is that? They want their conviction. Because it looks good for them. Because they want to fill up the prisons? Well, the prisons or is it full. about the war the on drugs? But they full. never want to lose at trial. Exactly. They don't want to lose. And that's where they have 97%. That's is that right. for, like, packing statistics on, like, the war on drugs? Or is well, that the for filling the prisons? And, and why are they so incentivized to, to convict all these people for... Well, they cases. want their conviction. They want the conviction, number one. Why? It's yeah, not just right, the filth. Right. That's a, it's deep a big, story. It's a money machine. Yeah, it's a yeah, deep, I it's mean, super deep. Prisons are run for profit. And there is the prisons, there, there is prisons that are run by separate, not by the government. Right. You know, you can, right, like for you, profit. us three could go buy you a prison. You can invest in exactly. a prison. We could own our own right. prison. Yeah. And I you mean, get money per inmate from mm-hmm. the state. From and, the and the yeah, right, 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 right. So you there have was, an incentive was, to fill it up because you I get do a certain remember, amount of money. I, I do remember um, Noriega was at the holdover in Miami. They called him Pineapple Face. Hmm? Noriega? Noriega. Yeah, he was a, a big cocaine dealer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huge. He had his own private cell. Wasn't allowed in population. They walked him at night. I mean, he could go outside at night, but he had own, like, a room probably half as big as this. Nice. You know, probably... His wife allowed us, I don't know if she's allowed to spend the night or whoever she was. Supposed to be his wife. <laughs> yeah, once we get your claws and you're done. And then you you had already so, you'd already been in prison for five years. They caught you again. What was it like when they when they caught you the second time? Was it guns guns out everywhere? Same same as the first uh, no, time same or scenario, just arrested. Where did they pick you up at? A, the second I time. I get popped at again another fast food restaurant. I think I should stay away from fast food yeah. restaurants, Johnny Bushum. But I'm at a fast food restaurant. They whip in, check yeah. the guys in front of me. They had money in a thermos. They got away. They checked me. They kept the two kilos. It's a state charge. That's when they had me in custody. Then the guy rolls, and then they just came and put the charge on me. That's Damn. what happened. The first charge was just straight. I forgot about that. Yeah. Johnny Boy gets a little mixed so up. To prison, they, so now how much did they get? Now what did they pop you for? Another five? No, they popped me for, they wanted to give me. Um, five years? No, they wanted to give me ten years. Ten years a second time. Ten years, and then you. And I up, did eight. Yeah. I did seven on ten. Seven on ten. So that made my ten. Wow. Seven years when I when Johnny Boy realized he's in so trouble. So you missed again, the nineties. Like, all the nineties. You didn't even. You weren't even out of prison during nine. From ninety one well, to no, ninety nine, no. you were in prison. Well, ninety, yeah, whatever. It's, no, about ninety two. Ninety two to almost two thousand. Wow. All the 90s. Things did change. Uh, not too much, uh, but you know, we already had cell phones. All just the technology. Okay, so right. you're no. in for the seven. Are you going straight after you get out on this one? Going straight. You're going straight. Going straight. Done with it all. Change your surroundings. Change your people. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, didn't I meet you after that? You were a little older, older and wiser. I met you when I was like 17 years old. Wow. Or No, no, I was older than that. I met you when I was like, 19 no, bro. or 20 because of my 21st legal. birthday yeah, yeah. Probably 21st 20. birthday I was tw- about 19 or 20 when I met you what happened between then 
about 10, 15 years ago until where, to where you are right now? So Johnny Boy's been good all this time. Got rid of, quit doing all the dealing for the millionaires. Just right. stepped away. The drug just business just, is gone. Drug business is over. Totally over. Johnny Boy quit doing drug. You know, he's trying to live the healthy lifestyle. Good. Well, what, what have you learned from your lesson in, in dope dealing and being the co- cocaine cowboy 80s and the 80s 10 are gone. years in prison? After 10 years in prison, the 80s are gone. What What's your message to, to young kids growing up, maybe tempting to, tempted to get involved in the drug game, the drug world? What would you say to them? It's, it's so crazy now. Stay in school. But there's one saying that holds true. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Is that true? That's that, very that old true. that old myth. It's not an old myth. It's <clears throat> not what you know. It's who you know. Mm-hmm. You can step stones and get way far ahead if you know the top people. In which I think, um, Danny, you know a few top guns around town yourself. I you? do. I do. Thanks to you, I got introduced well, to a lot mean, of top guns. I, you know, I met. Uh, uh, our our buddy Ben, who's no longer associated with Concrete, he uh, full disclaimer, he is no longer associated in any way, shape, or form with Concrete or any of its subsidiaries. Huh. Uh, I met him through Mike the Fish Guy. Uh, Mike uh, Bush. Mike Bush. You a- know Mike Bush. A.K.A. Bushwhacker. Bushwhacker Mike. Mike Bush used to buy Johnny Boy and his friends beer at the Causeway Lounge many years ago. Do we got any uh, crazy stories we skipped over? What were we talking about? We have a few crazy stories. The Don Cesar. We missed the Don Cesar, the Rambo story. We missed that whole story. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Don Cesar? Yeah, the Don Cesar, the Big Pink Building. Great intro. (laughs) Great fucking segue. Hey, the Big Pink Building down by uh, Paso Grill? Yeah, that that one. one. Okay, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I went down there with a friend uh, many years ago. Uh, it It was a... uh, it's one of the biggest land. It's like one of the most iconic landmarks in Pinellas yeah, County. But, yeah, definitely. It was a um, surprise costume birthday party for one of the Hubbards, right across one of the Hubbards. The, yeah, one of the, the Hubbards. The people the who own John's Pass. Yeah, yeah, that same Hubbard family. I forget okay. who it was. Me and a friend went down there. It was like we're in the Rambo era, so we dressed up with Rambo and had bands and hand grenades and. You know, took a certain. It was party. like Halloween. Yeah, Halloween, but it wasn't Halloween. It was summer costume time. party. Yeah, costume, costume party. party for birthday though. Right. We go down to the Don Cesar. Me and a friend named Gilbert. Everybody knew him. He was a bouncer at uh, Skip's Rock and Roll Club. Go down there, dressed as Rambo. Took a certain family member of mine's car, made it look like a tank. Go down out by the pool. He screams, all right, all bikini tops off. He pulls a hand grenade. We're throwing black cats. Firecrackers are going off. The police come. They grab Rambo here. They grab Johnny Boy. They grab and say, you're going to jail, Johnny Boy. They walk me out, throw me down, kick me, beat me up a little bit. Gilbert jumps in the pool with a straw like you see in the movies. Breathing out of a straw. Where do you get the straw? I don't know where he got the straw. It was some girl's cocktail. I'm not sure, but he's breathing out. So he's hiding under the water. Breathing out of the straw, (laughs) hiding under the water. It's a pool. Johnny Boy, but he's underneath. Like they can't see the fucking guy in the pool. No, no, but people are full. People are scrambling. Police are called. They arrest Johnny Boy. Throw him down on the side. Say you're going to jail. They put the cuffs on. Big old cop. Puts cuffs on Johnny Boy. He can't feel his hand. They take me to the police station. 
little substation, St. Pete Beach. Johnny Boy's, you know, ready to get out of there. It had only been there for like 10 minutes in my hand. I couldn't feel my hand. I call the front. Johnny Boy calls the front and says, hey, we got to let my client out. Keep going. <laughs> and uh, he's got to go to the hospital. So he released me on RR. Johnny Boy's family shows up. Johnny, and the rabbit? Johnny, Johnny, Boy was, Johnny Boy was done. <laughs> he shows up at the Hubbard bar. You can't keep Johnny Boy down. <laughs> like, you get oh, arrested and you get bailed out and bailed, go back to the bar. Right back to the bar. Bam. What year was this? About 1985. This was before all the prison. Uh, before all the cocaine. Wow. Prison. We were just doing blow back then. But the beaches were crazy. I was supposed to get the uh, Cocaine Cowboys guy on this podcast, the guy who made that documentary. He was actually supposed to come on here last weekend, but something happened. No, I, want, no, I, I want, wanted to get the Don Cesar story. No, start, Don Cesar's story is over. But what we want to do is we want to, I want to ask you. Ask me anything you want. A couple <clears throat> stories. Ask um, me whatever you want. I'll, I got all answers okay. for you. Mike question to you is you started a certain show and now it's turning back and biting you in the butt and you're just a little guy scratching at the surface trying <laughs> to make some money and doing doing okay and then yeah. these greedy millionaires you know don't call them greedy millionaires that's not fair <laughs> well i mean you're right you're right but i mean they all seem don't just old. assume people are greedy because they're millionaires well, they got that way somehow. Mm. But, I mean, when you offer them something and then they just want more and then they want to shut you down, I mean, why don't you tell us that little story? Well, it's not the same. It, it, it's it's uh, Life for Sale, that show. That's when you started. That's the one I started. And you started this. I started this. All on your own. All on my own, correct. Had some backing Well, he helped me. He gave me some money. He helped me buy some equipment. But he, he gave me actually one of the video cameras. He get, got cool. me a lens. He got me a hard drive, stuff like that. Well, let's give that back. No, it's a, it's not that that person is greedy. He that guy's not a greedy person. That guy's actually a very generous person. And so the show started how many years ago? Uh, we met and we started filming seven years ago, and we started putting it on YouTube a little over three years ago. And that, in about that, 2015, we started putting it on YouTube. And that show took off. The show took off like wildfire. I mean, Only like, after three years. So we we started in 2015. And it didn't really take off like wildfire until summer of 2018. Hmm. So summer of 2018, after I think it was season two started. So after whole, we did a whole season with like 30 episodes, took a little break. And then we did a season two. And then about August of 2018, we did an episode where we went to a house for sale in Weston on the East coast near uh, Deerfield. And it was uh, it was it was Birdman and Lil Wayne's old house, the Cash Money Records. Hmm. It was their old house. We went there. That episode took off like a nuclear rocket, wow. and that blew up the entire show. Sure. Now every episode we were posting was getting hundreds of thousands of views, and it blew up my YouTube channel and Concrete, which was the like my media brand, which is my Concrete. So that's so I, I created concrete. I created this. I had a I had concrete dot com. I had a, a YouTube channel, social media, whatever, and I had kind of like a media company, right? And I was producing Life for Sale underneath all of this. So once Life for Sale blew up, it elevated my brand and my company. So now I you know I was still creating other stuff. I was still doing interviews. I was still doing like other little series. I did a series called Deck Hands that followed commercial fishermen in Madeira Beach and 
like the commercial uh-huh. fishing industry, <clears throat> which also blew up. That blew up almost bigger than, than Life for Sale, but it was only four episodes. Wow. Um, so really anything. So, so what it know. did was it it, 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 it boosted my platform. So he's involved. The show is about him, but you guys aren't making money. Nobody's making nobody's money. Nobody's making money. The first money. three, four years. First three whatever, years, nobody's I mean, making any money. following around doing videos and self-taught, correct? Yeah, self-taught. Okay. But, but when I first put it on the internet, no one thought, everyone thought that was a stupid idea. This joke. guy's like, fucking YouTube. Why would, I guess, whatever, go ahead and do it. I said, yeah, it'll, it'll be good. It, it could work. You're like his. It's kind of like his bastard. I was kind of like his bastard stepchild yeah, yeah, for all cool. those years. All right, let's um, wrap this fucking thing yeah, up. Yeah, I'm let's getting wrap tired. it up. I, I want to make sure there's like a positive ending to it. No, I want to make sure that, uh, that, that that young kid. kids don't end up being a fucking idiot like you were when you no, were young. No, I was a total idiot. Stay in school and don't think all that glamour is there. Oh, yeah, it's glamorous for a hot second. But the end of the road, the payday is not worth it. What do you do for work now, by the way? Let's, let's talk about your glamour days back in the 80s. And you're making well, 50 grand a week. I don't know if we could talk. Well, um, I just... You don't have to I'm say exactly. You're a, a day, day laborer, laborer now. How old are you? Um, sixty. So you should be. Let, you let's should just be, say you work a nine to five nowadays. Yeah, nine you're, to five. A regular nine night. to five. Yeah, you nine, work nine, hard nine, work out in yeah. the hot sun doing day yeah, labor day shit. Labor, uh, yeah, yeah, just I don't even rough, have to get into all rough, that. Rough, 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 we okay, just say rough. you work a regular nine to five nowadays, right? And you're sixty years old. So you should. So the drug business did not pay off. Is that that's what we're saying? It did not. You should let your story be a lesson to. To young people into the youth, you people. see all that fast money. Yeah, it's run, not going to happen. Run for the run hills. from it. It's an old saying: if it's too good to be true, it is. <laughs> That's exactly exactly what Sam Petoni said. I think. Yeah. If you think it's too good to be true, turn around. Yeah. Either you're going to get ripped if off. If there's any sort of suspicion that it's too good to be true, it's over. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs>